This is a life-changing message by the Reverend Sam Crunchy Ankara. Second Corinthians chapter number 10 verse number 3. Second Corinthians. Read with a loud voice. Second Corinthians 10 3. Ready? Go. Let me know you are a good student. Go. For though we walk in the flesh, read it again because you'll be reading this time and over again and you have never seen some revelation there. Go. Though we walk. So there are two things the Holy Ghost is saying they walk and warring. Walking and warring. The two are different. You walk in the natural, you walk in the physical, but there is another walk in the realms of the spirit called war. Your, your concentration, however, has been all along your physical walk. How you physically walk into marriage. How you physically walk into your degree. How you physically walk into your promotion. How you physically walk into your interview. How you physically walk into the American embassy. How you physically walk into your walk. We walk in the flesh, but we walk in the spirit. There is a life in the physical and there is another life in the spirit. The life in the spirit is different from life in the physical. You and I know that life in the spirit rules life in the physical. Though we walk in the flesh, there is another life in the spirit. We walk in another realm. From today, I separate your flesh from the spirit. And I subdue your flesh to come under the control of the spirit. If you are the one I am talking to, clap your hands and shout, I am the one. Verse number four. With a loud voice, ready, go. Four. I didn't hear you. Four. I didn't hear you. Someone say four. The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty in God, King James says, through God, for the pulling down of strongholds. Five. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And being and being ready all disobedience when your obedience is to fill clap your hands you have victory weapons the text that you have just read brings you seven revelational words Seven revelational eye-opener. Seven things. The scripture you have just read. Number one. Number one. Our weapons to fight the enemy. Our weapons to fight intimidation. Our weapons to fight evil people and wicked people. Who are planning evil against the church. And against families and against individuals. Our weapons are not carnal. Our weapons are not carnal. That word simply means 
Our weapon is not physically based or physically oriented. It has nothing to do with your physique, your height, your color, your tribe, your background. It is not carnal. Another word for carnal is our weapon is not is not uh, uh, based on the flesh. So physical flesh. It's not flesh. It's not flesh. It is not based on activities of the flesh. Canal. 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 Our weapons of the weapons of our warfare are not based upon human thinking and human ideology. So that's the first thing that you need to know what the weapons do. The weapons have nothing to do with physical. With your family background and with your name. Number two, the weapons that God has given to us, they are mighty in God. They are mighty in God. They are mighty in God. They are powerful only in God. Now, simply put, therefore, means that anyone who has any life not associated with God, you are most miserable because the forces you are fighting with would defeat you. Because the forces you are fighting with don't fear who you are. They don't fear your degree. They don't fear your money. They don't fear anything that you have. They only fear the God that you carry. And they only fear the source where you are coming from. I've told you this story time and over again. So this rich man, he's got money. And then this strange disease struck him. And then when the disease struck him, the doctor told him in the face, he said, sir, there's no cure for you. You are going to die. He wept. He said, no, please take me somewhere. I hear there are some powerful doctors in China. They can help me. Please take me to China or take me to India or take me to America. Take me to every. He begged and begged and begged and begged. And then the, the, he was putting too much pressure on the doctor. The doctor said, okay, I will, I will see what I can do. The following day, the rich man comes to the office of a doctor with a box of money. Huge, lots of money. And I said, doctor, this is it. This is it. Do everything. Do everything. When he left, then the doctor called the wife and said, look, don't tell your husband. This is what I have diagnosed. He's not going to survive. He's not going to leave. He's brought me so much this money. But I don't want to take this money because I know nothing will come out of it. And I don't want him to go anywhere because he doesn't have to waste his time. Any doctor who will brag and say he can solve this problem is only going to take his money. So he secretly gave the money to the wife and then asked the wife, take this money. When he dies, use it to bury him. So the woman took the money. The man did not survive. And they used the money to bury him. Rich man, he couldn't buy health. The weapons of our warfare, they are only mighty through a superpower. A superpower. The, 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 the devil fears only, only that which is stronger than him. Not you. That's why you cannot walk without God. The Alpha and the Omega. The, 
the Yahweh, the God of all flesh, the covenant keeping God, the God who divides Red Sea and parts it into two, and his people walk on dry ground, the God who created the world out of nothing and darkness and chaos, and he spoke a word. He said, let there be light. Suddenly, darkness fled. And all the confusion of the, of the, on the earth scattered. And all that came, and the earth was separated from the waters. And then he said, now let the plants grow. The God, 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 God. We are strong in God. The weapons are mighty in God. Hey, son of God, child of God. Where is your God in time of tribulation and troubles? Where is your God when things are tough and hard for you? Today, I have come to remind you that you have God. And once you have God, you are more than a winner and a conqueror. Can you clap and give God a mighty praise? You are the Lord. Let your name Sometimes, sometimes when you are down in the spirit, just sing this song, I beg you. When, when you can pray, sing this song. When your faith is low, sing this song. You are the Lord. Let your name be glorified. Oh, choir, I can't hear you. You are the Lord. Let your name be glorified. Can I have only men in the house? Men, go. You are. I like your voice. Women, can you challenge the men for me, please? We give you glory. We give you glory. You can't beat God. A certain king had a a servant. And uh, the servant is for God. His, His passion and his heart and his commitment. And every time he goes to serve the king, he said, live long, God. Live long, king. God is a good God. He loves you. He will protect you. He will bless you. Live, oh, king. God. And then the king said, you've been talking about this God, 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 always. When would this God reveal himself to me? How, that, how come that you know God more than me? He said, well, king, one day God will reveal himself. God is good. God is good. So one day, the king and this servant went to the bush. The king loves to hunt. And so, whilst he's hunting, the servant will be hanging around and then be carrying the weapon and then the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the arrows and whatever. And then, uh, when they finish, the servant will carry. One day, the king was hunting when a wild animal sprang from the bush straight at the king and when the king tried to stop the animal the animal beat the finger of the king and so the king lost one finger blood was coming the servant was able to attack the animal and kill the animal brought the king back to palace when the king discovered he had lost one finger he said to the servant next time don't come and talk to me about this god anymore don't talk to me about this god anymore if your God is God, why did he allow this thing to happen to me? Why? Why? Now I have no one. Then the servant insisted. He said, King, God is God. He's almighty. He's all powerful. He's all knowing. King. He said, you are still talking about this God. You are... Get away from 
face. This man was going, and I said, King, thank you, but God is God. At, around this time, the king couldn't take it anymore. And the king said, go, throw this man to jail. Throw him to jail for disobeying my orders. They threw the young man into jail. Whilst he was languishing in jail, the king's finger had healed. But he still loves to hunt. So this time, he went for hunting alone. Whilst he was hunting, some savages or witch doctors or ritual murders, murderers came from the bush, about four of them, and they seized the king. Just when they were going to cut his neck, one of them screamed and said, he is an incomplete man. He is an incomplete man. Leave him. What is incomplete man? For ritual murderers, they don't kill people who are deformed in any way. When you are deformed or defamed in your eye and your finger, your leg, you are paralyzed, they don't like your body. They don't like any part of your body for rituals because you are incomplete. You will make their rituals complete. Look at them all. Even they, they want perfect. And the one who is thinking about doing evil, clap your hands and say, by fire, scatter, shout yes. Ritual madness, even one perfect person. This, then, then one of them screaming, look, look, look. He's not a perfect sacrifice. He has lost one finger. They say, ah, you are lucky. Get away and leave here so right now. So the man ran into the palace. He said, so this finger that I lost was my savior. If I didn't lose this finger, this boy would have killed me. Go and bring the man from jail. Go and bring him, go and bring him, go and bring him. So they brought a young man from jail. And then the king narrated his ordeal, his experience. And he says, you told me that this loss of finger was good. And that God is good and God is all-knowing. And that God is all-powerful and that God is all-potent. Uh, and, and it is true. They would have killed me but for this loss of my one finger. Thank you. And so the servant was going back to jail. Then the king called him. He said, huh? Where are you going? He said, of course, back to jail because you have released me. Then the king said, aha, question. Why is your God so wicked that he allowed me to jail you for all these months? Why is your God so wicked? Then he said, Sir, I've told you God is good all the time. If you hadn't thrown me into prison, I would have been with you in the bush. And the savages and the ritual murders, I would have been a perfect sacrifice. Because I don't have any. Oh, Yehovah, Tiasi. Come on, prophesy.
on your case. Come on, tell somebody God is working on your case. Tell somebody God is working on your case. God has not forgotten about you. Add four more people. Make it seven. Make it seven. Make it seven. Make it seven. You are the God that opens every door. Professor, you are the God. You are the God that made the Sit it down, come on. Wake up and tell somebody. God is working. God is working on your case. God is fighting. God is working on your physically you can't explain them logically they are not based on the flesh because there are two realms God's realm and the realm of the natural the realm of God is not the same as the realm of the natural that is why in the realms of the natural you can look at a very beautiful woman and say hey this woman is good to be married but in the realms of the spirit she is Delilah this 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 is your your gateway to destruction beautiful physically but spiritually and then you can see another woman that doesn't look too beautiful but inside she's got the quality of beauty and she's a virtuous woman that is the woman that can carry you to your next level and the other woman can pick you into your grave I would do me faster and quicker than expected because the thing is not physical your marriage is delayed yet. Oh, God is working on your case. Your promotion is delayed. God is working on your case. You have failed the examination how many times? Once and so on. Twice and so on. Three times and so on. Your final paper is... I know a certain lady in England. She's been singing here. She failed. And her mates finished university before she got there. Finally, when she got in, she made the first class. After first class, she's in the UK right now doing masters with plenty of scholarships. When I, we went for London, she came to see me. I said, I have a word for you. Do you know that you are not coming after your masters? 
He said, Apostle Dina, that's why I came to see you. I said, you do PhD. Me too. I want lecturers and professors in this church. One of your members, voice in worship members. Friday when I got to the airport, I saw uh, her parents at the airport. I said, what did I come to today? They said, our daughter went for a conference. Uh, and so she's coming. I said, oh yeah. And then this morning, this afternoon, I just saw her singing. I said, honey, you see, intelligent people. She just arrived from an international conference. She's already robing. Her conference has not gotten to her head. The promotion has not gotten to her head. She knows the winning formula. So she is doing what she did for which God showed her mercy. Come on, clap your hands. We make a physically based. You can't judge them physically. You, 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 can't, you can't tell where they are going because of the color of their skin and because of their family background. You will be disappointed and you will be shocked. There's somebody sitting by you. Please don't judge me because you are sitting by a millionaire. There's, there's, there's something. Don't judge me by how I look. Don't, there's something. don't judge me by how I look. Because I am big in my heart. Clap your hands and shout out and serve it. Oh, one of these days, <laughs> you will surprise people. You will surprise. That, that's somebody. That got somebody. One of these days, a surprise is coming. That's somebody. A surprise is coming. That's somebody. I will surprise you like Tottenham surprised the world. That's somebody. I will shock you like Liverpool shocked Barcelona. And you come into a match with three three nil win, and then you go home with four four zero. How are you a case? This can only be the power. And the guy who scored the three goals for Tottenham is a born, born again tongue speaking Christian. Yeah. He had fasted before the game and he said, God, we are going to somebody's territory. And they were so unlucky. Five forty-five minutes, they lost 2-0 again. They were down 2-0. Plus the away win. So Tottenham, everybody thought they were out. And then the Holy Ghost came upon the tongue-speaking guy. Shim one. Shim two. And then 96th minute. When the referee was going to close the match, he dumped the third one. Yesterday I was watching BBC News. 
and a British parliament, the Labour Party, opposition to the Conservative Party, told Theresa May, said, Theresa May, maybe you need to contact the Liverpool coach to show you how you can win in Europe because you are losing Brexit. The response was very weak because most of you don't know what is Brexit. You don't know what is British politics. I wish I was talking to more intelligent groups. So that's fine. That's fine. That's a powerful joke in the parliament. Powerful joke. He says you should see the Liverpool coach. He will show you how to win when you are negotiating with the Europeans over Brexit. I didn't want to mention his name because they will not even know who is Jurgen Klopp. So I just it's a Liverpool coach just to stop there. So during Miss Ahifie, then they post a certain question to one lady. Recently, President Trump called African countries shithole. What do you make by that? I say, hey, I did the shit hole. I say, hey, I did the shit hole. I got on TN news. Out of touch. Out of touch. So, so, one, your, the weapons are not carnal. They are not physical. You can't interpret them. You can't explain them physically. Number two, number two, they are mighty only in God. And then number three, they pull down strongholds. The weapons that we will be unleashing to the camp of the enemy, they pull down strongholds. So, what are strongholds? A stronghold is any spirit or power or situation that has held you bound that you cannot release yourself into your next level. It is called stronghold. It is any spirit or any circumstance or any situation that has captured you and held you up so that there is no progress in your life. There are three strongholds that I like to make you attack to this morning and in this uh, series that I am teaching. Uh, the weapons, our weapons uh, for spiritual warfare. What is the title? The title is The Weapons of Our Victory. Now, there are three, uh, 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 okay, uh, weapon, our weapons of victory. Weapons, make it plural. Of victory. There are three areas I want us to attack. Number one, family strongholds. Family strongholds. Family strongholds. Sometimes, face it, let's talk the truth. Your struggles are as a result of the kind and the type of family you are coming from. You, you can be born into a certain family where every attempt to become rich and successful you fight unnecessarily. Why? Because there is a stronghold that does not make people prosper in that house. Once you are 
born into that house, even though you didn't choose to be born in that house, you have a battle on your hand for the rest of your life. But today, we are going to curtail that battle. We are going to cut that battle off because the blood of Jesus will speak and the altar will speak. If you are the one I am talking to, clap your hands and shout, I am the one. Clap your hands and shout and say, I am the one. Sometimes when you have blood pressure and hypertension and certain diseases, you go to hospital, the first question the doctor asks you is, is there anybody in your family that has this disease? And you are, you are asking, yes, my mother had it, but did I ask God to be born into this house? Why would I inherit it? hypertension and blood pressure and sugar diabetes? Why? Why? Stronghold. Family. As for Abraham, his house, don't dare to be born as a firstborn. If you were born in Abraham's house as a firstborn, oh, you have a battle on your hand. You fight battles throughout your life. Abraham was firstborn. He didn't inherit his father. His firstborn was Ishmael. Ishmael was disinherited by his junior brother Isaac. Isaac's firstborn, Esau, was disinherited by his junior brother, Jacob. Jacob's firstborn was disinherited by his junior brother, Judah. All the firstborns were disinherited. And the one that shocked me most was Judah's firstborn. Judah's only concubine, Judah's wife had died. His, you know, he was, the wife didn't bring forth. And so God brought a maid servant his way, uh, whom he impregnated. Uh, so that the genealogy will, will continue. When the woman was pregnant, she was pregnant with twins. And the nurse who was delivering the babies saw that the firstborn had shot his hand. And so quickly he bound his hand with a red cloth so that they would differentiate the firstborn from the second. From some strange reason, she was waiting and waiting and waiting. This firstborn never came. And then when the woman screamed and squeezed again, another one came. The one who didn't have the red band. They said, hey, a fear hired thing. This house is tough. Then finally, the original firstborn came. Then the woman asked, firstborn, what, what happened? What, what happened? He said, I was trying to come. And the family strong not knock him and say, go back. Go back here. Firstborns don't inherit so my second brother has come to disinherit me if you come from a family where there are strongholds today on the altar of mercy clap your hands and say break 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 break." when I say every stronghold stronghold in marriage in finance in success in health you didn't ask for it you didn't call for it they will never become your portion clap your hands and shout Get ready. Your, your wedding announcement will be made very soon. Stronghold family. Today my senior brother was in the first service. And I called him as a, a living witness. My house. Born there as a woman. You must marry two, three times before you know that you are married. Oh, one marriage is not sufficient. 
you have to marry first course. Marry main course. And marry dessert. Three. And all every marriage will bring. So we have Ayibibio, Ayiteng, Ayiagbo. Ayibibio, Crunchyagbo, Crunchyibio, Crunchyibio. And my senior brother, today I asked him, I said, hey, brother, how many women did you uh, bring for? He said, Ekanyama Kanepo. Ekanyama My brother said he, she couldn't, he couldn't count. Some time ago, I started counting. When I got to seven, I got lost. Marriage, you will never, never, never succeed in that house. But when Jesus Christ came into my life and the Lord opened my eyes and the spirit of the Lord came upon me, I just look at the house and say, ah, this is not where I belong and I will not be a part of it. Principalities, break. Powers, break. Stronghold, break. Break, break. To the bush, to the everywhere, every prayer, faith, confession, faith, confession. Today, I stand here on this altar with the message of God and I declare to you, my marriage is stable for 33 years. Are you clapping or you are doing something like clapping? 33 years! Still counting. And I say to the glory of God's name, in this country, Mama Rita and I, our marriage is celebrated as one of the unique, most impactful marriages that has impacted many lives, changed many, many lives. Father's Day, Mother's Day. Oh, you should see radio stations and TV stations calling us to interview us. What is our secret? How did we make it? What have we done to come this far? We don't fight over money. We don't fight over anything. The friendship keeps growing stronger and stronger and stronger. And yet, and yet, as I was growing, I saw a father and a mother exchanging blows, fighting, exchange of words. I'm telling you. And then, and then Papa, Papa will raise something. He said, he Victoria, you are worrying me. Victoria, you are worrying me. And then, I was say, Papa, Papa, don't be, Papa. Go away. If this big woman is no match, then how much more? Small little boy. So all I could do was to just stay somewhere and be crying and be crying and crying and crying. Look at me today. Stronghold. Broken. See, in the stronghold, the, the weapons of our warfare, they pull down. The, another word for pulling down, they tear apart stronghold. From today, you will not settle for any satanic manipulation. You will settle for anything lesser than what God has blessed you with. Clap your hands and say, pull down. Pull down. Every stronghold. Every stronghold. Pull I want us to attack is the stronghold of the past. Stronghold of the past. Stronghold of the past. Sometimes things that you have gone through in the past will impact.
imprison you and capture you and everything about you such that you have no feeling and desire to move on with your life. It is when you hear somebody committing suicide, the person was killed by the stronghold of the past. The, the stronghold of the past can kill your self-esteem and kill your self-confidence. Oh, you won't even believe you are, you are beautiful because a man told you you are not. The devil is a liar. But the one I want to spend a little time on is the stronghold of the mind. The stronghold of the mind. I want to spend a little time on that. The stronghold of the mind. It, when the devil captures your mind, you are most miserable. Today, you free your mind. Oh, say I'll free my mind. Say I'll free my mind. I'll free my mind. Have you got to a place where your mind tells you what people say such that you don't believe what God says anymore? Yeah. Yeah, you can come to that state. Now, the mind is basically for two functions. The mind is basically for two functions. Number one, the function of memory. The function of storage or storing memory. The function to store memory or memories. And then number two, the function to create imagination. The function to create imagination. The function to store memories and then the function to create imagination. Basically, your mind performs these two functions. In your memory, portion of your mind, you can, the, 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 portion, the memory portion of your mind is that which stores all activities that have taken or that have gone on in your life, they are all stored over there. Activities. Things that have passed on in your life. Boyfriends who dumped you, stored over there. The boyfriend who beat you one day, stored over there. The one who broke your virginity and disappointed you, it is stored over there. <laughs> the examination result that you fought to go to university it is stored over there the lecturer that slept with you and gave you A plus is stored over there The day you came here and there was nobody at the altar and there was a sacrifice over there, you finished prayer and you took the money. It is stored over there. The creative function of your mind is that which sees who you are and what you will be in your present. Process that one quickly. 
the part of your mind that stores activities. Then there is the one that creates imagination. The part of your mind that creates the imagination is the part that tells your future in your present. So therefore, how do you know that your imaginative mind is not working? How do you know that your imaginative section of the mind has been captivated and captured and imprisoned? How do you know? You will know by just looking at your life in the last five years to now. Four years to now. Seven years to now. Tell me what you have achieved in life. Tell me any progression. Definite. That you can look back and say, five years ago, I created an imagination. Imagination that I should get married and now I am married. Five years ago, I created an imagination that I will start business and my business must prosper and now the business has prospered. Ten years ago, I said I will finish my master's and I will do my... Okay, let me come to the graduates now, first degree holders. I said three years ago, in my creative imagination, that I will come out with my master's. What has happened in the three years? If nothing has happened, it means that your imaginative side of the man has been captured is in prison. There's a stronghold that is holding it. And listen, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. Tell me, listen, you can't see your future tomorrow. You see your future now. And your future is manifested in the future. Can I say it again? You don't manufacture your future tomorrow. You see it now and it manifests tomorrow. When I get to this side, no more, no more clapping. Now start thinking. Start thinking. I want to become a lawyer. You don't become a lawyer next four years. You imagine it now and you create it into being. Let me show you something. So one day you get angry. And you said, oh, I've been sitting at home for too long. I've been sitting at home for too long. Hey, this, this office, I've been there. And the manager said to me, I should call him. I should call him. Now when I call him, he doesn't take my phones again. He doesn't take my phones again. And my CV is good. My reference is good. Now, now, I can't take it no more. Tomorrow, I am going. I'm going to the office. And when I go to the office, I'm going to sit down there until the man says that my eyes are red. I am going. I am going. I am going. Then the following day comes. No. Then you start hearing some voices. You are going. The man doesn't even take your phone call. You are going to waste your time. God hasn't got that place. Ah, and then you are invoking, you are involving God in this nonsense. Your mind is captured by a stronghold. As a pull down, spirit of poverty, the mind of poverty, mind of setbacks, backwardness. Clap your hands, shout, pull down. 
Lift up your voice. Pray like a child of God. Pray like a child of God. There is power in your name. Miracles will happen in your name. For most believers, their, their memory functions of the mind are very, very active, more than the imaginative. You know why? Because the imaginative one is captured. When portion of your mind is strong, your imaginative uh, mind becomes dysfunctional. And you know why? Because you are looking at those who have failed in your family. You are looking and listening to what people say. You are looking at the situation. You were born in that compound house. All your senior brothers and sisters grew in that compound house. And all their sons and their children are in that, that compound house. And you look at the thing and the thing has been registered in your mind and you, it has become a stronghold. There's no desire to imagine anything, to create anything. It's over. Clap your hands and shout on top of your voice. It's over. No, you didn't shout enough for my liking. Clap your hands and say it's over. Clap your hands and shout again and say it is. Over. You are a son and a child of the kingdom. The son and a child of the apostle general. As your father is so you will be. forget the teachings. Our weapons they are not carnal. Number two, they are mighty only in God. Number three, they pull down strongholds. Number four, casting down arguments. They cast down arguments. Our weapons can break arguments. Arguments about your future. Arguments about whether you you qualify. Arguments about whether they should give you the position. As you sit here right now, there is a board meeting going on somewhere. There is a council meeting going on somewhere. And your name is being mentioned. Seven member board. Two of them say you don't qualify. So they should not give you the position. Five of them say you qualify. There is argument going on. Today, I break every argument concerning you. We have a weapon that breaks argument. I need no other argument. I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died and that. I got one big disappointment in my life. This daughter of ours, Mama Rita and I, we have, we have, we have mentored her for several years and prayed for her. Believe God. She married once. The first marriage didn't work. So the second marriage, by the grace of God, after prayer, 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 God answered us. The date was fixed. And I was going to be the preacher. The marriage was taken on, uh, going to take place in another church. And uh, I wanted to honor that lady by my presence and I was going to speak the word. And Mama Rita was going to be in her heart and she was going to cut cake. Oh, you're near preparing. Preparing. I said, date fixed. Shoot. Prepare. Mama Rita's dress. Prepare. Two weeks. Announcement made. Oh, it's not. Oh, Jesus. Argument. They say you don't qualify. The Lord will qualify you in the name of Jesus. Clap your hands and shout, I receive it. Let the devil hear you and shout again and say, I receive it. 
there would be mother-in-law cause the lady our lady um, we just want you to let you know that we are postponing the marriage mommy why the announcement has been made Apostle General is coming. Mama Rita is coming. Why? He said, our son, we don't believe in decisions that he makes. So, and, and, and we, we know that he loves you. He says he loves you. But we don't believe our son. So, we want to save you to future problems. So, I said, but mommy, why is your son not telling me? He hasn't got the courage to tell you, so I'm telling you myself. So, mommy, mommy, what do I do? Uh, hold on for a while. When we are sure that my son is stable. When, <laughs> our son's imaginative side of the mind is not working. It's, 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 it's on their stronghold. The guy is still a boy. So, please, please. The lady wept. She wept. Every argument going on about you right now. I prophesy that it will be in your favor. May the Lord raise people who speak for you, who will fight for you, who will be for your cause. Anyone against you in the family, anyone against you at the workplace, clap your hands and say, Every argument scattered by fire. Every argument, die, die. Every argument, settle. Clap your hands and say, every stronghold, break. Casting down every argument, number five. And a high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And a high thing that exalts itself, not any high person. If you are coming to the altar, keep coming because God is working on your case. Every high thing, not every high person. So, some things can make themselves powerful. Some people and some religions and some individuals and some people can exalt themselves so high that they are always invariably competing with the knowledge of God. Our weapons will pull all of them down. Anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. They, they believe they can control the world. They believe they can control everybody because of their political power, because of their political links, because they have so much money. They can buy any weaponry at all that they can buy and to kill at will and to scatter at will. Once you don't agree with their faith, then they will come attacking you. They have exalted themselves. May our God bring them down. May our God bring them down. Number six. Bringing our weapons, bringing every thought into captivity. Every thought into captivity. Every thinking. Every thought, every thinking. Every planning into captivity. There are some people who think in their heads that they are more important than others. 
Their tribe is more important than other tribes. There are some people who think that they must rule Ghana alone and that others don't qualify. There are others who think that they are better off than everybody by deeds and by virtue of their family connections and ties. There are people who are so proud because they think they are beautiful and because they think they have what they have. Today, I came here and I, de- I declare anybody that thinks above himself, anybody who is full of himself, anybody who is proud and arrogant, anybody who is disrespectful, whatever they have that makes them disrespectful, I take it from them and I give it to the righteous. If it is money, I transfer the money. It is its position and cause them to lose their position. Whatever they have, clap your hands and say, loose. Clap your hands and say, loose, loose, loose. Number seven. For to the pulling down of strongholds. No, number seven. Number seven. To punish every disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. To punish every disobedience. To punish, to punish, to punish, to punish. Child of God, so far you have been too quiet and you have been too kind. And I'm very worried about it. The power to punish their disobedience. The power to punish their arrogance is with you. Use that power. Clap your hands and say, I'll punish some people this week. Oh, say, I'll punish some wicked people this week. Wherever they are hiding and they are planning evil, we sprinkle the blood and we scatter them. Where they are planning evil against the church, against the families of the church, against the individuals, clap your hands and say, scatter by fire. No, you are not praying. Say, scatter by fire. Clap your hands again and say, scatter by fire. Say, every plan of the enemy, every disobedience by the enemy, they want to disobey the knowledge of God, the will of God, the counsel of God for your life, and they want to bring you into a perpetual position of shame. They want to continue to hold you in the, in the strongholds of your family, to hold your mind in the stronghold of your mind, the stronghold of your past. I came here and I stand on this altar and I make a declaration in the mighty name of Jesus. We bring them down, we punish them. They want us to lose our marriages. We shall keep our marriages. They will lose their marriages and their children and their children's children. They want us to lose our lives. Their children will lose their lives. They will die for nothing. They will never get the reward of why they are killing and why they are destroyed. They will never get it. On the judgment day, may the Lord reject them entrance into heaven and throw them into hell's fire. Anyone that is against the church, may the fire of the Lord fight them seven days every day of the week. May they have no peace. What am I doing now? I've taken my prophetic position. I'm speaking into the into the atmosphere right now. Let me wrap up. Let me wrap up. What are the weapons? Number one. The name. Number two, the cross. And next week, the cross will be here and you have a white handkerchief and I'll be giving you prophetic instruction. 
Number three, the blood. Number four, the word. And then number five, the oil. Now we are going to use these weapons and we are going to unleash battle. And we will chase them wherever they are, fight them and defeat them so that our families and our church, our nation will be protected and be preserved. The amen was very weak. Today let me just set it down on the name. In Philippians chapter number 2 and verses number 5 to 11. The Bible says, let this mind be in you that which is in Christ Jesus. That which was in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you that which was in Christ Jesus. Why Jesus was on this earth, he had a certain mindset. He had a certain mind attitude. He had a certain freedom in his mind. He didn't have a stronghold in his mind. He had a certain imagination. He had a certain vision. Let that mind be in you that which was in Christ. Who even though was was God, did not count it equal to be with God. But so humbled himself to the extent that he became like a Bond seven, bond seven, bond seven, dying on the cross, even on the cross, the Son of God, who came on this earth as God in the flesh. Jesus, both Son of God and Son of Man. Jesus, both God and man. And then verse 9. And wherefore also God has lifted him and given him a name. That is above every name so that at the mention of the name, at the mention of the name, at the mention of the name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Every knee shall bow. Knee standing for authority. Knee standing for power. And so when somebody says, and I knelt down in prayer and I went on my knees in prayer, it simply means that, and I went unto the authority of God in prayer. You can be standing, but you're on your knees. You can be sitting, but you are on your knees. You can be working in the office, but you are on your knees. And so knees, when you are going to a king and a person who is higher than you, you go and kneel before him. And when you kneel before the person, you put your request across and your request will be granted. So, knee is significant of authority and submission to authority. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. At the mention of name, what is name? Name carries the personality of the person. And so, name is personality. Name. A person's name, his achievement is also in the name. When the person makes an achievement, dies for humanity, creates something for humanity, Apple, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Bezos, the latest man, uh, Amazon. What, what's the first name? Jeff. Bezos. Their achievements are embodied and embedded in their names. So names will carry identity. Name carries your personality. But name also carries your power and position. Identity, 
position, your power, your achievement. At the mention of his name, when you say Jesus, you are invoking his personality into your situation. When you say Jesus, you are invoking his power into your situation. When you say Jesus, you are invoking his successes and achievements in your situation. When you say Jesus, you are, you are bringing into, into your situation how he conquered death, how he went to the cross, how he shed his blood, how he rose again. When you say Jesus, Matthew chapter 28 verse 18. It says all authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. All authority in heaven. Go therefore, preach, make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. And I like the Mark chapter 16 and verse 17. Mark 16 and 17. Mark 16 and 17 it says, and when you go, you lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. You cast out demons in my you pick up serpents you drink deadly things and it will not harm you. In my name. In my name. In my Even some Kranchiankra. Our church in Techiman didn't have a pastor. And the congregation has scattered. Techiman is very far. Somewhere in the Brongahafo region. And the congregation has scattered. And we are praying and minding our business over here. The man who is pastoring the church now, who has brought the people together, went for an interview with one of these government agencies. At the interview, then they asked him, so since your first degree, what have you been doing? You've not been studying, you, you, you don't do anything again. He says, oh, after my first degree, um, uh, I want to become uh, a pastor in Royal House Chapel. So I enrolled at the Christian Leadership College, which is the Bible school of Royal House Chapel. And I've graduated. They said, what is your certificate? He said, that's it. And then when he mentioned Royal House, then one of the panelists said, oh, Apostle General, Sam Crunchyankra, we have given you the job. We've given you the job. Then they asked him, where do you want to be posted to? He said, well, I don't know anywhere that you can post me within the next uh, few weeks. I've been sitting at home for too long. I need to work. They said, okay, there's position at Tachima. We are taking you there. Wow. Even some Kranchankra, even my name, even me, even me. My name is opening doors for people at interviews. How much more? Jesus. So, as soon as he arrived there, he went to do his post and now he's taking over our church. He's passing the church. The congregation is doing great. You pick up serpents. You drink deadly things in my name. You lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover in my name. But 
I, I like the Acts, Acts, uh, the Acts chapter 3 account. Acts chapter 3 account. So this 48-year-old man had been sitting at the beautiful gate. He, he, he was paralyzed in his neck to his back. And every day they would carry him in a basket. Carry him in a basket. And they go and drop him in, in, at the place to beg for arms every day. Every day. Now, in the realms of the spirit, that's what some of you are. You are full man, full two-legged. Your body is strong, but in the realms of the spirit, you are in the basket that people carry here and there and toss here and there. That stronghold is breaking right now. When I say stronghold, clap your hands and shout and say, break stronghold! Stronghold! For the last time, stronghold! How can they carry you in a basket, you know, and drop you, and then they'll come for you in the night? Supposing it starts raining, to what would you do? And around this time, the disciples, Jesus Christ had resurrected shortly. He had gone into heaven, and uh, their lives were under persecution. They were so scared and so afraid. And by the grace of God, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came upon them, and some small boldness had come, and then they had started gathering themselves again. And so this occasion, Peter was going to hold a service in King Solomon's porch. Uh, the place is a public place where everybody went, and then you could rent uh, the place and do your meetings there. So Peter and the new church had rented a place there, and that's where they have been praying. So Peter and James, Peter and John were going. And then they had seen that man sitting there for many, many years. For this time, something came upon Peter. And then he said, hey, buddy, you've been looking at us every day. Why? He says, give me some money. Give me some money. Today, today the market is not good. People are not giving me at all. Peter, if you are possible, you don't give me anything, then I know that my word has come to an end. But Peter, last yesterday's offering, please take some and give me something. And, and when somebody's filled with the Holy Ghost, you know, he said, he said, we don't have silver and we don't have gold to give you, but we have something in us. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. Then Peter held him, and then the man jumped, and the man started shouting, and the man started running. Those in the porch heard that a miracle had taken place outside. They all fled from inside and they came outside to come and see. Those who were now coming when they saw the spectacle, they all said, hey, what is this? And then Peter, what do you feel with the Holy Ghost? You can talk big old, Jesus Christ. You know why you're afraid? Your mind is under captivating and capture and stronghold. Today, clap your hands and say, break. You were born in poverty, but you will not grow in poverty. You won't die in poverty. You were born in a compound house, but one day you will live in your own house. Who is this person that I am talking to? Clap your hands and shout, break! Oh! Peter, feel the Holy Ghost. He said, you men of Jerusalem, why are you looking at us as though it is by our power and holiness we have Raise this man up. No. It is Jesus Christ whom your fathers gave up. And crucified him when Pilate wanted to set him free. But you people will not listen. It's Jesus who, who was crucified. Whom God of your fathers has decided to honor. 
even his name and faith in his name has made this man whole again. His name and the faith in his name has made this man whole again. And Peter then went on to tell them, you haven't seen anything yet. From now on, you'll see more miracles when we provoke the name of Jesus. When we invoke the name of Jesus. When we mention his name and we pull down his power and personality and spirit. And his, his power to overcome death and, and, and the grave. And when we mention the name Jesus, you will see things that will happen. This one is little, this one is nothing. Start worshipping God right now. Conclude your notes and close your notebook. Conclude your notes and close the book. And I want you to just start worshipping God. Now, here's the reason why I wanted to worship God. I wanted to worship God because you have seen your future in the next seven years. If, if you can't see anything, don't worship. Because God will reward nothing. Today I want you to worship because you have seen your future in the next 10 years. If there is any prayer you pray, it's because your imaginative mind is working. It's free from, from, from the capture of your memory mind. Only reminding you of your failures of yesterday. Your failures of the past. The disappointment of the past. Those are the ones that always play to you. Today, you are breaking that stronghold by the weapon of the name Jesus. Next week, the cross will speak. There is only one name. There is only one name. Oh, come on. With power to save. Power to deliver and power to save. Come on now. Power to save. Come on, somebody said there is only one name. If you haven't worshipped God before for the first time, just do it. There is only if, one If you haven't seen power before for the first time, if you haven't seen imagination, if you don't know where you are going for the first time, the name, the name, the name Jesus is working for you. It is our fervent prayer that this message will have an effect on your life and will lead you to the place where you belong. Royal House Chapel International, touching our generation with the power of God. God richly bless you.